Welcome back, everybody. This is our anime show. I'm Binge Monster. And I'm a Green Queen. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, wait, but so I'm in Nepal. Yes. Currently. Um, and this will be a really interesting recording because I can't even like I, I like I don't know how good the internet connection is going to be the entire time so there may just be a moment where you know I say something and then you say something but you sound like a transformer to me and we're gonna figure that out as we go um so that'll be fun but the important thing is I'm in Nepal I'm very excited to be here I'm here for work and also vacation my wife is from here it'll be a really good time I think we have a pretty exciting podcast that we're recording for next week with um some folks here to talk about their experience uh growing up in nepal here in the land of the himalayas of what watching anime was like so that'll be really cool but today today's podcast um fresh from her return from disney (laughs) gone for a week uh, is um, Allie going to be talking about um, something very exciting in our Anime NYC experience that's coming up um, this weekend? We are also going to be talking about some fun news. Something crazy happened with Pokemon this week we have to talk about. Um, and also some some hot gossip. <laughs> some hot, hot gossip. gossip. I've never said that in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about how society views cheaters in Nepal, in the anime community. I mean, in Nepal, in Japan. (laughs) Wow. I'm a little tired. It's been a long day. And then we're going to give our update on the season, what we've been watching, how we're feeling so far. That'll just be some fun banter. So, um, yeah, that's our show for our our agenda today. Um, Ali. Are you excited for this weekend? I'm, for Anime NYC? I'm so excited for my little... No, you're not. You're right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. It's kind of It's kind of all I can talk about. Um, I went last year uh, just like as an attendee on one day, I think only on Friday. And then this year, our anime show got accepted to be press. So now I'm going all weekend. And... I'm truly so excited um, to be able to, you know, interact with people more and have a little bit of an idea of like what's going on and kind of do like a three day personal project of like mingling and getting to know folks and, you know, attending panels, reporting on them. It's going to be fun. Um, Okay. You did this on TikTok already. You already talked about some of the panels people should be looking at, but like, hit me like hit me really quick it's this weekend what like what's on your mind what are you actually really excited for? okay so i so here's the deal i'm very excited because after after um i believe it was a couple weeks ago they said that hajime isayama will be attending and now hajime isayama is a creator of attack on titan and attack on titan is my favorite anime it in a in the the weirdest way, I don't know what this says about me. It swept me off my feet. I binged it in like a matter of days. It was absolute. It was just so good, and I still love it even to this day. Um, 
So he was going to be there and I was very excited. And then I started looking at all the other panels and they are going to have some really high profile people there from Japan, which they could not have last year. Um, a lot of voice actors are coming over, a lot of like creatives and, you know, industry folk. Um, they're going to definitely have industry folk from uh, different streaming services. Like they're going to have an industry high dive panel. They're going to have a Crunchyroll panel. Um, one other one that I can't remember, I think an Aniplex panel as well. So all these different, you know, big organizations that help give us the consumers anime. Um, but then the thing is, uh, there's a lot of really sweet, not really sweet's the wrong word, but really interesting panels from, I would say more like boots on the ground folk, like more like people like us, you know, people that are just like love anime and have found, you know, their niche and like have found their voice in the whole greater ecosystem that is like consuming anime in the US. And um, those ones I definitely highlighted on TikTok. Like one of the ones that I'm really excited, um, at least to speak with her is uh, the woman running Kicks and Curls. So it's basically a panel about cosplaying in the black community or, you know, people with um, different kinds of hair and, and things like that, and finding more of an inclusive way to do that. Um, which, you know, there's a lot of black and non-white cosplayers out there that are already absolutely killing the game. And so I'm really excited for that panel and she seems amazing. So that's one I would definitely check out. And that doesn't need a registry or anything. You can just show up. Um, there's another one that I really want to attend. And it, it says it's um, like, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, like engaging the youth at the library through manga or something. And so it's basically a panel about, you know, how, how manga can be used as like an actual literature, like uh, learning tool from what I'm understanding. And it's like by like, it's led by librarians, um, I think in the New York public library system. Um, but a lot of times, you know, people will look at manga and be like, oh, well that's like for kids or like, that's not really serious or something. But meanwhile, you can really learn a lot of stuff through manga, just like you do through any piece of literature. It's um, actually a really interesting panel. Like, yeah, for, for for obvious reasons that we've talked about on this podcast, not every manga is for children. <laughs> um, so I definitely, absolutely would not recommend letting your kids run wild. Um, uh, 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 but with that said, I like I could totally understand. It's also really interesting though, because like when you read manga, you're reading it. Um, instead of top left to bottom right, you're reading it top right to bottom left, which is inherently not like what we do here. And I'd actually be, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to have my kids read manga. If, um, you know, picture books are a thing for children. And why not also have the underlying tone of those be moral stories that can teach you about how to be a good person? I think that's always great. But I'm actually super curious, like, what tangible things they're suggesting um uh, yeah i think that's cool yeah i'd love to know so those are just those are just two other ones um and the thing is this year so they did um you know in previous years or at least the last year it was more you didn't have to like reserve panels ahead of time however okay. however i noticed that they did this for new york comic-con and this was my first year attending new york comic-con they did uh like reserve beforehand kind of thing so like i had to log on like three days before and like reserve my panel to go see like oscar isaac and like i thankfully actually made it right um but 
when they went to do that this year for Anime NYC, the website crashed. So say that I think they tried to do it on like a Thursday or something and the website completely crashed and no one was able to sign up for anything. And, you know, they put out this statement of like, hey, like we are so sorry. Like we're outraged too. We feel so bad. We're working with our partners, blah, 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 blah. And they came up with this new system that's basically a lottery system. So you could sign up. I think between like a two day window, I think they put it out like maybe on a Thursday morning and then you could do it. You could sign up for a panel by Friday night and it didn't matter what time you signed up for it because it's basically a lottery. Like they're going to pick names out of hats essentially. And then that's how you get to go and attend the, the panel or at least the ones that are uh, reservation required. Pardon me. I just got to say while you're sneezing, I, I, I feel for the, product project managers who were working on this i feel for the developers who were probably working on that site who were probably absolutely panicking when the site crashed um unfortunate poorly planned um interesting that they didn't have that planned uh because it is preventable Mm -hmm. um but not every way to prevent it is exactly economical so i could you know interesting it just sucks that sucks it really stinks Uh, and the thing the thing that it brought up for me too was this question of like okay well after i went and thought about it i was like okay well what is the most fair because when i think of the reservation thing and having to like log in at the right time and and things like that that brings up for me a little bit of like an access issue like not everyone has access to internet the strongest internet that can maybe like get them in the pool at certain times or like if their website crashes or like not everyone is in and people are coming from, I think all across the country uh, to attend. So I'm kind of like probably around the world. world. So for me, I was kind of like, this brings up an access issue for me the first way. And then like with the lottery, they're like, we felt this was the most fair. And I'm like, well, the lottery also doesn't seem the most fair. Although given the circumstances of like scrambling, it does feel the most fair to me. You know, like everyone yeah, gets a fair shot and you that it is what it is. Like it's completely random. But like, for example, they did the lottery also with like autographs and things like that. Um, and like I'm on the Reddit thread for Anime NYC and some people are like, I didn't get anything. And I've already like bought my tickets. I bought my flight tickets. I booked my hotel and I'm not going to be able to attend anything that I put in for. Dang. And so I was just like, what, like, what is that? equitable ethical fair way to do this and i don't even know i don't know what the solution would be like i don't know my my first gut is that like to some degree everybody would need to have some sort of digital identifier and even if it is completely random you you probably should have like a tier of like you know of all the things you want to see like this is the thing you want to see the most this is what we want to see the least you have to track all of that make sure that the majority of people at least get something uh, or, or you optimize to get people closer to what they would the most want. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it just sucks. Cause there are definitely people who are like, Oh, that seems interesting who are probably going to get it. And then there are diehard fans that won't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's one thing. The other thing that I would probably do uh, is I would probably like create a virtual like, like, uh, recording of it that is only accessible if you have an actual anime NYC pass and you know then you can access it and then in in anticipation of of recording 
they should have a section of the question and answering session that only people who aren't going to get to attend and live actually get to submit questions for. Mm -hmm. And so that they have a chance to ask a question, even if they weren't actually there and they can either watch it live if they have smartphones or if they don't, they can watch it when they get home. And I don't know. I just, I think those things would be really cool. And then from a source of income perspective, you know, some of the ways that those, that the panelists answer questions, if they record that, they could turn that into an NFT moment or something and like sell it and, Maybe like the the panelist gets a portion of the revenue, and the the NMIC does, and I'm I'm just thinking of like how do you pay for the streaming component? Like, yeah. is that going to raise ticket prices? And maybe like the NFT could be a way to like flatten the cost for things. Uh, I don't That's know. That's true. This is just my like product brain. I was literally like, how do you make this all work? I was literally thinking about that. I was like are you a project manager? <laughs> like, are you a product manager? <laughs> pardon me. Um, yeah. Do you work in product? Anime NYC, if you take any of these suggestions, you better show my man <laughs> the money. The money. The money. We don't yeah, work it's... for free here. Um, even though, thank you for letting me come. I'm so excited. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for letting me come. I'm so excited. Um, so, so we... I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak as far as the podcast as we because you're gonna have all the details of everything I attend, obviously. So like we we were re- pretty lucky and we did get um, accepted into quite a few panels. Um, so as far as uh, covering anime NYC, these are some of the main things that we're gonna be covering because these are, I guess, the most like exclusive panels, if you will, right? Because you have to reserve them. Um, one is the high dive industry panel. Very excited for that. I think High Dive is, you know, new on the scene. I know there are some like buggy things as far as Apple users using the app, but it has a lot of great anime and it's you know new on the scene, like I said. And I think they're gonna have some cool announcements. So I'm excited for that one to get a little insight there. Can, what? Can I just interject before you move on yeah. to the next panel? Yeah. Was, there was a really funny moment on Twitter earlier this week or last week. I don't know. Somebody had just fucking had it with Crunchyroll. There's something that happened, and I don't remember what it was, but they were like, I cannot fathom with the years of this fucking planet I've lived on how it's possible that illegal, crappy websites have a better UI and user experience than the 15 fucking dollars I give to Crunchyroll every goddamn month. And I go to these pirate, and you know what? He's like, I would rather take a virus <laughs> than log back into Crunchyroll. No, it was it, like he went all the way in. He was like, "How dare these streaming services who take my money not have the fucking mind to build just a good product?" That's all I'm saying. And then, right, like the top comment underneath that was High Dive's <gasps> marketing team responding to it, and they said, "We're trying." <laughs> Oh, wow. it was like, oh, it was God. such a little win. And honestly, <laughs> I mean, I'm country role and I fuck with high dive because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all about competition and no monopoly here. And, you know, they have some good titles. And, but I got to tell you this, this little moment, it gave me a little, it gave me a little bump. It gave me, I was like, okay, high dive. Yeah. Show some, some, some of that little personality there. I see you. <laughs> I felt pretty good about it. I was like, "Yeah, let me go watch. Let me go watch Kanming on High Dive real quick. I gotta, 
Let me log in and give him some love. That's, that was funny. That's so funny, dude. Oh, my they God. They could have gone in such a different direction. They could have been like, well, this is – like, they could have gone, come for Crunchyroll. And they yeah. were like, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I right. freaking anyway. love that. Oh, I freaking love that. That's so funny. Um I I hope that they have that personality when I go see the, the industry panel. Oh, our friends, the best boys, are also gonna be at the high dive industry panel. The best boys oh, podcast nice. is um Best Boy Justin and Best Boy Dan, who I literally am like I think are my best friends because I go to them through this whole anime NYC process. I've been like, wait, but what do you do for this? And what do you do for this and that? And they have been so, the best boy just has been so nice to me because they went last year as press. So I've been asking them like a bunch of like, um, you know, uh, advice questions and they've been so wonderful. Um, quick shouts out to best boys. Um, and then the other panel we're going to is it's, lava but it's l-a-v-a live and i don't know anything about this besides that felice who um is also the scarlet feather who we've had on the podcast is also going and was like i went last year it was so much fun like you gotta go so i was like oh okay like i will put in the lottery for this um i'm gonna read the verbatim what it is because again I, this is all i have to go off of um Lava Live is an improvised audience participation variety show starring voice actors Ray Chase, Robbie Damon, and Max Middleman. Get ready for games, skits, music, comedy, and prizes in this uproarious romp through anime and pop culture's silly side. I have no idea what you're about to go through. I have no idea. Very excited. (laughs) That was like... That was like if Chuck E. Cheese anime and Dave and Buster's got together with Party City and they were like, how do we make a one hour session? That That's what that felt like that to me. I'm not the- sure what you're, what that means, but I'm, I'm happy for you. <laughs> oh man. Now we're getting into the, the, the good stuff. There's only two more, but these were the ones where I was like, if I don't get these, I'm crying. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So this, the next one we got accepted for is the bleach thousand year blood war panel dudes dude i'm really i'm really the most jealous about this one personally um sorry i have wanted to meet um uh johnny bosch who like voices ichigo um and who's i know gonna be there for this for this uh panel and like yeah, like his voice is iconic. Like it, like it's, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, that's cool. That's just cool. <laughs> that's so cool. It's going to be, um, yeah, Johnny Bosch, Michelle Ruff, who plays Rukia, and then Derek Steven, Stefan, Stefan Prince, Stephen Prince, Stefan Prince, who plays Udiu. I'm so sorry, Sarah. I, I don't know if I messed up your name, <laughs> but I, uh, worship you. Um, so of course that's the English job cast for for Ichigo Rukia and Uriu. Um, it says that we'll be there will be other guests joining plus games, prizes, antics, and more. I I assume this is going to be and more and more. <laughs> what is more? What else you need. <laughs> oh man! So uh... I I thought we were 
gonna like watch parts of thousand year blood war but i guess it's just like we're gonna like they're gonna speak and people will probably get to ask questions and they will do trivia and things so regardless i'll be in the same room as them and that will be uh fun yeah. I'll be like, how do Absolutely. I explain to these people that I've listened to basically only them for a whole month of my life? <laughs> how do I look them in the eyes and be normal? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, And then the last panel that we're going to be attending, well, this is, the- this is, again, this is the last panel that was reservation only that we're going to be attending. These are all just because they have reservation. I'm probably going to attend other panels um, that aren't reservation, but the last one Hajime Isayama, we did it, y'all. We made it. I don't know how, but we were lucky enough. Someone said, you know what, Allie? You've done enough nice things. The karma came back, and I will be seeing the panel with Hajime Isayama, the creator of Attack on Titan. (laughs) I kid you not, I was really about to go the reincarnation karma route. It's just ironic that you just said that, because I was like... I was verbatim going to say, you must have done something in your previous life that, like, the chips are cashing in right now. Like, I mean, I, I just want to paint this picture here for a moment. <laughs> there are thousands of anime that exist. And it just so happens that, like, at the at the height of your anime life, Right? Like, you have not plateaued. You are on an upward trajectory. If anything, the range is widening for you as you go up. So you are you are just in your prime veloc- anime velocity. And along this journey, your absolute favorite anime there is that, like, has captivated your life for months at a time and stays with you. The one fucking creator the of the, the one show, just that one, on your first time as a, like, at press where you can, like, go and, like, ask maybe a question? Like, come on. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. And, and means, I want it to be very known to all of our listeners. I was so happy for you. And the thing is, is she called me because obviously with me being here in Nepal, our time difference is is off. And when it's my morning, it's her night. And when it's her night, it's my morning. So she, she texted me and she was like, you have to call me as soon as you wake up. And I, I really thought something was wrong. I actually, as I was calling, had three different things in my head that it could have been. And I was, I was really prepared for the worst. I sat up. I don't ever do that. I like, sat up from bed in preparation. And she was like, so they got back to us today. And here are the things. <laughs> and here are the panels. And the motherfucker <laughs> waited to the last one. Like, yes, I was happy about all the other panels. And they're great. And I'm super excited. Especially like the Bleach one. That's really dope. But the motherfucker <laughs> waited to the last one. And, it, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And then at the end, she was like, and Geo, the best one. And I was like, you know what? At this point, you better fucking have gotten it. <laughs> and you did. And I was like, at, there was no part of me that wasn't absolutely thrilled for you. I Honestly, I, I missed Masashi Kishimoto coming to New York for either 
I mean, I, I'm assuming it was for um, Comic-Con and, and, and I had the means to go and I did it. And I honestly regret it. It's like top four regrets of like, I was going to say of my life. That sounds so depressing and so serious, but I think it's definitely like top four social event things that I could have done for sure. Regrets of my life. No question. Um, and yeah. I'm I'm really thrilled for you. I really am. I hate I hate you, but more than the hate that I have, I'm genuinely like so happy. It feels good it's, as your friend to know you get that. Like uh, it's just Yeah. Like you get to see his face. You're gonna be you're gonna be close. It's gonna be right there. I'm gonna be That's lining cool. up for that panel ooh, early. <laughs> I want you to I want you to you know what I want you to do? I'm I'm gonna put it right here on the podcast. Oh, so no. Now you have to do it. I want you to open your phone, I, and and this can happen before the panel starts. You, it just it doesn't matter when you do it. But I need you to zoom all the way the fuck in to this man's <laughs> face, and I just want to I want to see as up close as possible what kind of a fucking skull contains the brain <laughs> that made you know. I want to look at the structure from the outside. I want to see the pores that this face carries on a day-to-day basis. I just need to understand. Because no normal person can fucking decide to make a story like that. No. And I I actually want you to observe his quirks. Because, like, like, half of me is like, you're a God-given, like, literary genius. And on the other hand, I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> like at the same oh. time, I'm like, you have to have be some level of fucked up to have created the story that you did. And it's a masterpiece. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not coming for him, but I just want to no. see this man's facial anatomy as far up close as you can. And I want you to post it on our TikTok and be like, this is his face. This is his head. Yeah. That's what I want. That's your task. I will, I mean, gladly do that because, dude, like, it's something, and I, I, I think I talk about this often, like, I just love creativity. Like, I love a story that I have never, ever seen before. And, like, AOT was that for me. I was like, I can't fathom how this came out of one person. Yeah, I mean, no. maybe not, but, like, but like the, even yeah. just, like, the, like, at least at the beginning, like, he was just yeah. like, this is my idea. Driving it. Yeah, this is the driving force. Which is, Absolutely. like, insane. And, like, the way it unravels it, it's like, I'm, it's, you know, AOT is one of those stories where you're like, oh, so you knew from the beginning. Because it's all right yeah. there. And you knew. And we are all idiots, clearly. <laughs> like, and we get the journey of discover. Anyway, um, I'm really you know excited. I know we got to move on. Sure, sure. But I just want to say, like, I, I had somebody asked me a question the other day. They were like, if you, like, like, what is a character you um, empathize with? Or, or like, what is a character that you feel really embodies how you feel? And the more I think about this, and I didn't say this, this, was, this wasn't my answer, but I've been thinking about this in reflection. I really feel sometimes like one of those giant babies running around eating people. With the exception of the part about eating people. Just, you know, replacing that with real human food. Because the thing is, is sometimes when I'm hungry, 
if I was to just draw what it looks like between me and my plate, especially when that plate is like in the other room, like my internal body monologue is like, You know, sometimes I'll look down at my plate and I'm like, I don't want to use my hands. I want to just, you know, like right now. And that's not socially acceptable. But like, if it was, I get it. Let nothing be in your way. I want to make a vow today, right here and right now. I would like to make two vows. One vow is that I will make a TikTok and zoom all the way the fuck in on Hajime Isayama's face. <laughs> number one. Thank you. Uh, that I needed. Number two, for our audio listeners, I will be putting video of the treat we just got <laughs> on the YouTube of our anime show by this weekend. It will be there. And... That's all I have to say. <laughs> Not you pretending to be one of them. <laughs> you. Why were you so good at it? <laughs> the thing is, the thing that I love about them too, the thing I love about them and hate about them, <laughs> about like how really like specific their personalities are, and yet Each they're fucking one. monsters. Each like and like one. when they're like chilling against the tree, and they're like. <laughs> Oh my god. Or oh my or god. like they're like Oh my god. You know? Yeah, sorry, what my happened? cat is cr- my cat is freaking out right now because he's seeing you do that. Just <laughs> kidding, <laughs> <laughs> my cat's just running around. Do you Okay, we, we have to go. We have to go. We have to go. Oh my god. Last thing about Anime NYC, just if you're going, I'm just kind of putting this out there. So you are able to check in and pick up your pass as early as Thursday. Okay. So Thursday is the day before the first day of the convention. They'll be open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you're able to go check in because if it's anything like last year, we got a wristband that meant that they checked our um, vaccination or negative test status. So I don't I, I assume that if you show up that day with a negative test, you get the wristband and it's fine. Um, or, of course, if you're vaccinated, most people in New York are vaccinated by now. Um, but you can go and then you'll get the wristband and then you have to keep that wristband on all week, all weekend. If you're going all weekend or if you're going on Sunday and you go on Thursday to get the wristband, you better keep it on until Sunday. Um, and then you get your pass if you haven't you know, got your pass mailed to you. But I think most most people did get their passes mailed to them. Um, but again, you can go as early as Thursday so that on the day of, you just walk in. Yeah. Um, they also put up a visual map, which I'll put if for our video listeners. I'll put this up right now. Um, but for our audio listeners, you can go and find this map that they made of where to line up for each, you know, specific kind of person. Um, uh, you can find that on their website. You can find that on their Instagram, on their Twitter. Um, it's a clear visual of like a satellite view of the streets and where you would line up um, and things like that. Also, if you're traveling in New York, I saw an advisory on the Reddit that someone said that the 7 train is not running this weekend. Um, and the 7 train is a pretty direct 
route, of course, to like a block or two away from the Javits Center. So just like plan accordingly. If you're coming from like the A, the two or like anything near Times Square or pardon me, near um, like Penn Station or, or even near Times Square, you could probably get off at 42nd. It's just going to be a bit of a walk. So just if you want to get there really early, like just plan even earlier to leave if that's uh, still the case, if the seven isn't running and you planned on taking the seven, et cetera. So those are just my last like logistical things. Like if you're going to go that day and also if you're going to go that day, come find me. I'll be there with Al, my wonderful boyfriend. Um, We'll be walking around doing stuff, talking to people, shopping, attending panels, you know, you know how it is. So come and don't, don't be afraid to approach me. If you listen to our podcast, we're personal friends. Um, and all you have to say is I've listened to your podcast and I will go, oh my goodness, like, do you need anything? Do you need anything? Do you need a home? Like, do you need, what do you need? Yeah. Allie has um, five or six people who are lined up at her house <laughs> right now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I can't offer money. <laughs> Who's got that? Who's got that? All um, right. It's going to be a good weekend. I'm jealous that I won't be there. I will definitely be there next year. You will. Um, you have to be. Yeah, I definitely will. It'd yeah, be so much more fun if we were together. I mean, Al, me and Al are going to have fun, but. Then again, I might not be there next year because I'm getting married next year at this around this time. So hopefully that's not a problem. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we have to leave the week after. You have to get married after. <laughs> Those are the rules. You have to get married after. I know it's like an auspicious thing. It is. But it can't yeah. be this weekend. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. We'll see. We I will we will see in March. I have no idea when it'll actually be. But okay, we should talk about the news. Yes. Um lots of things happened this weekend. Um slash also Friday. I think that it is interesting. So, like, this crazy thing happened with Pokemon. I don't know if you saw this because you were at Disney, so maybe you were just like <laughs> in in the in Moana Land, which is understandable. Because make Moana's way, great. make way. <laughs> um, but like, spoiler. This is a spoiler. Uh, Ash just won. Like the end-all, be-all Pokemon Master Tournament. And it slapped in every way. Oh, you it, watched it? it? I, I, so I have not been watching Master. I have not been watching the current season because I wanted to catch up. Yeah. And it's something that I'm, I'm working on, but it's taking time because I'm three years behind. So I'm like trying to catch up. But I couldn't help it. I watched the episode because it was everywhere. And like the thing is, is that visually it is stunning. Like visually Pokemon right now is as animation. uh, It's as animatedly beautiful as it's ever been. Actually, as it's never been. Uh, So that's one thing. Storyline wise, the, the there's a moment where. It's Pikachu versus Charizard. They're the last of the last. And like Pikachu's about to go down and it's just going to be another one of those moments where Ash doesn't win. 
And then you see every Pokemon he has ever caught and like their souls like present to spiritually pick Pikachu up when he's down and out and give him the last second push he needs to just go all out and remember the journey he's had with Ash since day one and pull it the fuck together to bring it home was the saddest, most beautiful thing. It just, and Allie, when I tell you this exploded, this was on billboards in Times Square and Shibuya. This was on everyone's TikTok and Instagram. The thing is, is that people didn't even play the whole episode. They just played the moment where he was holding the trophy and there's this, the moment is so impactful because when he's holding the trophy, he literally is not strong enough to hold it. So when he receives it, he receives it in shock and almost drops it. And all of his Pokemon come to help him hold it up. And it is just, it just makes you weep. Like, it's like, bruh. And the thing is, is all of his little companions over the years are watching and all of his Pokemon are watching from the lab and it's just like, come on, man. Come on. I'm like tearing up right now just thinking about it. It is like, it's just like the biggest bring it home moment. And it just feels like it's coming to the end. Like it <gasps> is, it is like an eminent ending. The last, so the first episode of Pokemon is like something like I choose you. Mm-hmm. And the name of the last episode in this season is I'm glad I chose you. And like, oh my god, I'm not ready for it. And so all of this together, people are like, "Bruh, like, why is this hitting me? Like, I watched like like it would have when I was a child. Like, people are all of a sudden getting smacked with the feels, and it just went viral. And like, it should because, fuck, man, like, I people don't watch this." as a uh, like as um uh, as frequently as maybe like the new generation does and like you know like grown people aren't flocking to pokemon i don't hear people mm. talking about it often but this moment it really hit people it really hit people and and i couldn't be happier for them like i can't wait to watch this the thing is is that it's only in japanese and when it when i watch that in english dubbed i'm going to sob like a newborn like there's like <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm not ready for it. I it was a big deal. I now have to watch it. I would have. You have to watch absolutely it. lost my mind. Oh my god! Everyone, leave me alone. I'm so sorry. My phone's going off during I'll, this very I'll, special I'll moment. To, I'm gonna stitch one or two Pokemon tribute video because. Mm-hmm. Peak, like the anime communities peak at AMVs. They're just so good. And they there are these edits where you see him and Pikachu over the years to the last moment. And it's like, come on, man. Come on. Come on. Wanna... It was it was it was amazing. People literally crowded that like square, you know the one. Yeah. In, Shibu- in Tokyo. Yeah. That, like, the, the crosswalks. The walk. Yeah. Yeah, the crosswalk one, like the big one in Shibuya. Um People just stood there while it was there. And it was like, it was, there was a segment, like it was news. Like the BBC came out with the news article, like news outlets around the world treated this as news that he won. Right. Like this was, this was a 
this wasn't anime news. This was like fucking. This is world news. <laughs> yeah. This is literally Real world news. news. Like I went yeah, I to think Sports Center put something out of this. Like, like legit. I think like it ESPN. Was yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, I went to uh I went with Al to like hang out with some of his friends and like his friends like watch anime, but like we yeah. kind of walked in and and like I think within the first ten minutes it's like people were like, Oh yo, did you hear Ash? Yo, did you hear Ash? He, he won. won. He won. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, yo, he did it. I can't believe it. He won. The thing Everybody. Is, too, is like the thing is, and 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 I'm not gonna come for people who just don't know, but I'm just because I I didn't know either. Um, but like he actually won a Pokemon League, and that's the only reason he qualified for the tournament that he's in. So mm-hmm. he didn't just like become a Pokemon like master in a region. He won in a region, and then because of that, qualified in this tournament with other masters, and he just beat like the master of masters. So this isn't like you know fucking gary in the third quarter in the kanto region this is like all of the champions he brought them down this was it actually so his him and, and his pokemon uh, and pokemon did it i i swear I, I almost cried just hearing you describe it i was like i can't see butterfree i can't see it i can't see butterfree. butterfree was there like like the butterfree was in the mix of like Come back, get up! Like you, you've worked too hard. You, you know, like Ash is counting on you. It was some. It was you know what it was. Why? It was some Woody and Andy shit, man. Like it was some. It was just like yo. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not over it. Um, and it's also beautiful. Like I said, it's like animated really wonderfully, and like, uh, yeah, you gotta watch it. It's so funny because I've been reluctant to talk about this because I, I knew that this storyline was trending in this direction. But last week when it, when the episode ended, um, the challenger against Ash had two, and he's like considered the best had two Pokemon left when Ash only had Pikachu left. And I was like, Mm. this is going to be some bullshit where it's going to be an amazing fight. The second to last one. And he's going to be exhausted. And on a fucking fluke, he's going to lose to the last one. Like they've set it up for the repeat storyline. And he's just never going to win in the way that he deserves to. And then this happened, and I was like, man, they really gave it to the boy. Like, he deserved this. Give it to my boy, so, Ash. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was big. That was big. That's that big. That was big this week. That's big news. Yeah. The next one you wanted to talk I, about was, oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was like, I don't even want to talk about anything else. <laughs> oh, really? I thought- <laughs> I mean, I know we do. We do have other news. No, that that's we, okay. We I just, I just like, I'm like, yeah, let's give this its fucking moment. (laughs) He's been 10 for 22 years with one goal. And my man, my man did it. I just want to give him his respect. (laughs) I, I have to watch it. That's all I have to say. I just have to watch it. Maybe we just, maybe we just rapid fire the i was about to say yes let's let's do do that that. okay you you talk about the next one makoto shikai oh actually that is really interesting that's really important and interesting yeah yeah so um for anybody who's listening is like who is makoto shinkai 
he created uh we've talked about this on the podcast fairly often but like he created your name um you know really took a lot of the key animators from studio ghibli and like made his own kind of a thing and like he's just every movie he makes is stunning and beautiful and amazing so he, he did your name he did um weathering with you and his new film uh which is called like suzume opens the door or something something like that yeah um, uh, just released in Japan and um, it's doing really well. It brought in 1.8 billion yen, which I think is like 14 million in its uh, first three days. So that is like 40, almost 40, yeah, 47%, like almost 50% more than your name did in its opening weekend. Um, so it's like, it's on track to obviously do, Super, super well. Um, obviously, it's being well received so far. Otherwise, I mean, it could just be anticipation. But I, I think the next week will be really telling on how people really feel about it. But I am optimistic about how incredible it is for two reasons. One, it's his film. So I, even if somebody were to say that it wasn't good, I would still go see it and not believe them. Like, this is no, there's no way. You already um, know. Crazy magic. So I don't know what to you say other than that. You yeah, know. but. Yeah, I think I think it has really good potential to earn a, a, a fuck ton of money. I'm I'm really excited. It is the strongest opening weekend he has had with any of his films. So very exciting. Can't wait to see it when it's dubbed. I think it'll take another three months. Um, and it dethroned One Piece's Red, which was still number one, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I'm surprised it would dethrone One Piece. You because... should go see Red. Apparently, really there's musical should. elements of it too. Like it's like a yeah. Apparently, Ooh. I don't know enough about because I haven't seen it yet. But you should you should take Alan go see. I it should take Al. I do owe him a movie because I still didn't take him to Dragon Ball Super. Oopsie. Oh, I owe him. Um, I the next. The next piece that I wanted to just very, all very quickly touch on this because it's more of a visual thing, but AOT put out a key visual and it looks freaking awesome. Everyone's in there. It's kind of like stylistically looks like a mess, which is like very much what I feel like these final moments are going to be. Um, yeah. And then I think uh, we, we, I have, I wrote this note and it just says first AOT film in 2025. I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, I think you mean, is it coming out then? Mean, um, no, no. I think what did I this write was here? Um, no. This is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh my God! Thank you. Why did I write? A- I probably wasn't thinking and just wrote AOT. But no, yes, yeah, yes, you're AOT on the mind. That's so funny. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hey, wait. Hey, the Last Airbender. Okay. A T L A L T A A T L A. Uh, that the first movie from the animation studio that was created and everything like that, that's coming out in 2025. I don't yeah, know what I'm it's going to be, but I'm excited. And I feel like it's worth noting and it's already worth making hype about three years out. That's all I have to say. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to yes. And you and tell mm-hmm. you that I've already had a conversation with my wife about the strategic timing of us having children because we're we we're planning on having kids around that time. And the thing uh-huh. is, is that baby cannot come right before that movie happens. Like we need a sweet spot where it comes like just after that movie. Like, and we got to stay tuned. I, I, I can't miss that in the theaters. No. I can't. And I can't bring a baby. I, I like, I, I just, I can't. No, you're going to have to get someone to watch it. God forbid. 
it comes before. And, and I'm setting the precedent so that I don't get in trouble for this three years in advance. I just want to make that very clear. I am telling you now. This is what I sat her down. I said, as soon as this is all the news, I said, just so you know, I know this is the year we were planning on having children, potentially. <laughs> I'm booking this in advance. We got to plan around this. Yeah. This is the event of that year. <laughs> this, yes. But our child will be an event for our life. And that's, yeah. a, that's a milestone. Yeah. But that but, year. Yeah. This is important. This is important. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't need a birthday. If that's what it comes down to, I, I don't need a birthday. I sacrificed my birthday. I sacrificed I my birthday. I do. I do. <laughs> Try okay. having a birthday yeah. any year you have a kid. That'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. So you you know a little bit more about this one. Do you mind introing this one, this Takahiro Sakurai controversy? Yes. I think very quickly, it's super interesting to see how adultery is perceived in every different country. I think, like, I think Americans are really desensitized to this. I think we get, like, really riled up for, like, a week or two mm-hmm. and cancel people, and then we just completely forget about it. Like, there are people who've cheated, and I'm like, you know, I'll read about them in a relationship again, and I'll be, like, eight, nine comments down on Instagram, and somebody will be like, did this person just cheat? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about it. Like, it just happens. It's not good. I'm, I'm not an advocate for it. I'm just saying, like, it, it just happens. Uh in the tabloids so often that I like we're kind of desensitized to it. But apparently that is not necessarily the case in Japan, which in all fairness is a more conservative country. I think in certain areas mm. more than, than like the U S is. And there is a, a voice actor who's getting his fair share of basically getting canceled for having an extramarital affair. Um, his name is Takahiro Sakurai. Um, you would otherwise know him as Giyu from uh, Demon Slayer, Sasori from Shippuden. He's in Blue Lock. He's in he's Suzaku, which is like a main character in Kogias. Uh, he's in uh, he's Ghetto uh, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's Ghetto and JJK. So yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He was gonna be appearing at Jump Festa, which is like Shonen Jump's, um, you know, like big event. Yearly, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like the Apple. Oh yeah, D3 or whatever, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, and now he's not, and also like he's taking a break from voice acting, and like he's keeping it really low key, and just interesting. I don't know. I feel like um, this isn't the first time I've heard of artists basically like ruining their career as a result of this, and like I don't know how I feel about it. Like to some degree. I'm like, yeah, what you did was really wrong. And I hope Carmen catches up with you. Mm-hmm. But it's, I don't know, like ruin their livelihood because of it. It, it is, a, it's wrong. It's wrong. Very wrong. But it's not, not murder. No. I know. It, yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there are plenty of like sports athletes here in the U.S. And we hear your stories <laughs> about them doing awful things to their wives. And then they, you know, get out and play in like a couple months or something or the drop charges get dropped and you all like know why 
So it, it, it is interesting. Like these things, I think in the U S to your point, like if this were to happen here, it's like, it, it's like drama for a minute. Maybe they, you know, don't do like something, but rarely would they get like absolutely dropped from projects. I mean, not that, not that he is, yeah. but like they probably would still like make an appearance and be like, Hey, yeah, I did this dirt bag thing. And, uh, there's my statement. I've said my statement. I'm answering no other questions on that. And there's that. Meanwhile, right. you know, like, just keep it pushing. and then they just keep it pushing. They're like, I, I will recover from this very bad thing I did, but it's definitely not like hurting people in the sense, like where people are physically getting hurt. Um, yeah. it still definitely hurts people still definitely messed up. Obviously. But I just want to clarify something though. Cause you sure. can insinuate it, but I just definitely want to clarify. Okay. Athletes in America are disproportionately oh. uh, uh, publicly physically violent. And I'm not trying to cast this net, but like it happens. And it is it is actually a huge problem in sports where they are physically violent with their partners. And I just want to I just want to clarify that that is not what I'm comparing here because that I have a completely different opinion on. If you assault your partner, I, I don't think you should continue in sports. Like I, I don't think that teams should yes. have should promote people. Like it's it's just a completely different thing. When you put your hands on someone, it's a completely different story. So sorry, this I did t- not mean to insinuate anything. I just was bringing no, up an example of like, it. yeah, yeah. You didn't insinuate it. I just want to clarify because it is. It is a, an important distinction. An important <laughs> distinction. I'm saying that's also very wrong. And also, like, I wish there was more done unto those people who are physically hurting people. Um, yes. I think they should make no more money. I think they should make no more money. And I think they should be put in jail. Or something. Absolutely. Or any kind of something where they aren't happy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is this it's just is, interesting. It's yeah, just interesting it's interesting. Though, you know? It's it's an interesting conversation. It's definitely news, especially you know in the anime community, um, especially you know in Japan, which is of course where we get anime from. It's important to touch on these things that are going on in that industry. Um, it's interesting to know, interesting to keep tabs on. Um, we were going to do a season update, but we definitely are almost at an hour. So I think we'll save that. Yeah, we'll save that. Not for next week, because like Gio said, next week, you're going to be interviewing some folks over in Nepal um, about, you know, watching anime through the years and et cetera. Uh, and then I'll be at Anime NYC. So you'll probably get an Anime NYC longer-ish or podcast um, towards the end of the month. Yeah, towards the end of the month, but um, I'm really excited to hear your interview with them. I'm super, super excited. Please thank them from me for being on our It'll podcast and sharing their stories and everything. Um, so yeah, folks, you'll see me at Anime NYC running around with my boyfriend, Al, in tow. Um, feel free to approach us. I'll be definitely doing short form interviews. I'll be doing little giveaways, surveys. I'll be doing a lot of stuff. And I love talking to people that love anime and I love geeking out together. So definitely feel free to reach out to me. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on Instagram and you can find us on YouTube very shortly. Thanks so much for tuning in and goodbye.